Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. It's a delight to be here with Rabbi Dov Lehman, who is a Sofer Stam and teacher living in Yerushalayim, the holy city of Jerusalem. At the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies, he's introduced hundreds of students to the discipline of writing the Hebrew letters in their traditional forms using genuine materials. Rev. Dov is a student of Rav Shalom Friedman, Admor Mitmohornesteipel, and Rav Daniel Landis. Uh, Rabbi yeah. Lehman, thank you for taking time to talk. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. So to start off with your, your Safra's work, your scribe work, first tell us a little bit, what's the life of a Sofer like? What's the, what's the spiritual world of a Sofer like? Uh, why is this even important, the value of teaching Safrut? And, um, and the question of uh, teaching uh, this writing to women and to, and to non-observant women, uh, excuse me, non-observant men, uh, things that are less done in the Orthodox world. So we'd love to hear a little bit about uh, what inspires this work for you. Writing, um, writing is a beautiful craft. Uh, it's a beautiful craft and a wonderful discipline. Um, sometimes frustrating, but uh, often rewarding. Uh, I'd say like, uh, really like any craft and uh, perhaps any art. Uh, the spiritual side is, is a side that I make every effort to um, give some voice to. Uh, in the classes that I teach, I'm anxious that, that my students will learn not simply how to write, but they will begin to enter into the vast world of machshava, um, essentially regarding what reality is. Because as you know, uh, letters are otiot, are a huge part of, uh, of all of our um, sacred literature and mystical literature, reality comes into being through speech. Um, doesn't have, wouldn't have had to be that way. Um, and so uh, in, addition to, uh, in addition to teaching students essentially how to hold a, a kulmus, how to hold a pen and how to, uh, how to distinguish between what's an essential kosher shape of a letter and what is not, and what's a beautiful shape of a letter and what's less successful. Uh, I always make an effort to introduce them to some aspect uh, of the literature surrounding sulfurs, whether it is a midrashic or halachic, uh, and often it is uh, from kind of an introductory, significant but introductory um, texts that have to do with uh, with Otiot, say, uh, certain parts of Sefer Tanya, uh, a certain beloved chapter in uh, Sefer Pardes from Rav Moshe Cordovero, a um, couple selections from the Zohar, which are just golden and, uh, in my estimation, important 
important to know. And that, that helps build a, uh, a matrix, like essentially a spiritual matrix, spiritual intellectual matrix, um, which one can assimilate and essentially and, and necessarily, uh, necessarily um, frame the experience of writing. So that when a person writes L'Shem Kedushat Tfilin, and then when a person writes L'Shem Kedushat Shem Hashem, a person writes, the person has to have a general kavana starting any project of writing, and then a specific kavana, uh, an intent when he comes to writing a particular uh, divine name, that a person should have, can have, should have, in my opinion, um, some understanding, at least a, at least an entrance level understanding of what, what a name signifies, and deeper than that, what a name is. And those are things which are, which have to be pursued in order to, uh, in order to, not simply to have familiarity, but to have uh, experience and to have grasp. I think what we call emuna, regarding. As far as teaching women, that's totally different. It's totally different uh, perspective. Teaching women and and men who are not themselves uh, observant. There, uh, I speak about this often with people because, especially, you know, I teach a lot of uh, rabbinical students are in Jerusalem for the year, uh, say Reconstructionist or from uh, from a Hebrew College or um, uh, from all over. From all over, and uh, and I make clear to people from the beginning. Essentially, there's the halacha. The halacha states relatively clearly uh, which which writing projects uh, are considered kosher, written by whom, uh, and and which, meaning the majority, uh, often are not. Uh, so the first thing is that I. You know, I, I deal with all my students with, with absolute, as much as I can, absolute uh, honesty regarding the halacha, regarding the, the halacha, the kashrut of the writing. But after that point, I feel that it's their uh, option and their responsibility to choose how to, how to live and how to act with that halacha. I know that a lot of the women who I'm teaching, um, they, they, may go ahead and write their own mezuzah, which I, according to the Shulchan Aruch, consider not kosher. Uh, and I have a number of students who, who have gone, gone on and written their own Sifre Torah. And they are totally aware that, as I've told them, I wouldn't be able to take an aliyah in a shul to that Sefer uh, because of the halachot regarding uh, you know, who is the who is the, the craftsman who wrote that safer? But I, I don't feel that has to stop me in encouraging uh, all men and women who have the motivation to, to come and learn and then choose what they're going to do with that skill. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So just one more question on this topic. Um, how, on the spiritual, the spiritual level, how, how do you um, think about your relationship to Kaddish Baruch Hu differently through the kavanas of Safras 
as compared to kavanas involved in other uh, Jewish activities, learning or tefillah? Like, is there something unique experientially, existentially, spiritually about your relationship to, to the creator when you're engaged in writing? Uh, there, there, there can be. Uh, in general, meaning in day-to-day -day life, I would say that the most sofrim, when they begin a project and they say l'shem kedushat sefer Torah, they are not, they are not in the olamot el yonim with uh, that sefer Torah, which is kulo shem Hashem, which is entirely ruchaniyot. They are much more, you know, focused on the physical materials and the physical task at hand. Uh, and the fact that this is uh, a parnasa, and so on. But, um, so in that regard, the kavana for writing a Sefer Torah might not be any different than the kavana, say, for you know, putting on tefillin, or taking a lulav, or keeping Shabbos, or, you know, Bor Hashem, any of the mitzvot. However, uh, you know, our understanding of otiot is that otiot are essentially the, the, the elemental particle with which rea uh, upon which reality um, rests that structure of 22 letters as the safer you see refers to at the very beginning of the safer the 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 32 nativot of chokhmah are made up of 22 letters and 10 spirot because they are they are essential to you know a spiritual view, spiritual understanding of, of upon what structure reality is based. So if a person goes into the writing, as I say, either consciously or simply uh, in, you know, in a lar larger framework, that that's the matrix in which he's uh, functioning, um, then the opportunity for, for a kavanah, which has tremendous depth, um, is is very great, whether it's experiential or not. I am uh, I'm cautious about experience, but I'm uh, but I'm very big on on yidia. In 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 knowing texts, in knowing approaches to what a safer is, you know, go look say at the. Um, the Vilna Gaon's Perush on Sifra at the very beginning, when he describes what a Sefer is, it's not what it, it, it's not what I think of when I first think of the word Sefer. It's something yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, okay, just one last question for you today, although it's incredibly broad. One passage of the Mornavuchim, among others that I know you think a bit about, is, is uh, 154. Um, yeah. um, for, and also related to Yisodei Torah, chapter two, and there we uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Hashem is described as having no midot, emotionless, featureless, and I wonder if that's something that resonates for you, and um, how does that um, help us to understand or not understand the divine role within Scripture, Hashgacha, meaning divine providence, and 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 history at large. Well. You know, as you know, um, in the more Nebuchadnezzar, anything that helps us not understand, helps us understand, <laughs> right? 
we are we are always aiming towards the negative in order to have uh, a greater grasp of what we know that we cannot know. Um, to me, I, I, I'm a tremendous chassid of that of the Rambam there, where where essentially he says everything is mashal, everything about Hakadosh Baruch Hu is simply known through our experience, which we then uh, interpret and and identify as as the as divine midot. But he says, but if we do it properly, we understand in fact there are not divine midot. It's simply that we define, we recognize through our own experience what kind of action is coming to us. Is it is it a welcome action? Is it a is a uh, a, a fearful action. We call those things love or, you know, some kind of uh, punishment, some kind of, some kind of harshness. But uh, the Rambam, to my mind, is exceptionally clear that, that, the, that the understanding of Midot is secondary, meaning it comes from my eyes, my ears, my perception, my uh, inner willingness to 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 live with or to want at least to revolt against a particular uh, experience a personal experience or national experience um, and I would like that that we would address that more uh, more directly instead of saying as many people do when they you know, when they are teaching either something from the Chumash or even something in, uh, say, the you know the mystical literature, they will say, you know, God Kiviachol decided this, did this, said this. Whereas to me, the Rambam, even though he is speaking very carefully, he's saying you have to understand that that in truth, God does. I'm I'm afraid to say it. I'm afraid to say it, I'll simply say it, that God has no midot. And if God has no midot, even as the Ari points out, you have to be exceptionally careful, even when you read a pasuk like, Vayedaber Hashem al-Moshadeimo. If you understand Vayedaber in any way, like the way, for example, you and I are speaking now, that there's, you know, there's an unseen source, and then there's the hear, there's the ear of a, of, a, of that very holy and great person, Moshe Rabbeinu, if you understand that that's some kind of conversation, uh, says the Rambam, you know, and the, says the Ari there, uh, you're radically mistaken. And these are things that I think we want not to be mistaken about. We want to, want to develop a tremendously sophisticated understanding which will, which will bring us into essentially, whether you want to call it a greater spiritual reality or a greater emuna uh, or a greater point of view, I think we have traditional points of view. So, uh, you know, I think of you, sorry to cut you off for a moment, I think of you as someone who's a student of and a teacher of Hasidic Torah. And tell me if I'm wrong, I think of what you're sharing now in the Rambam as very antithetical to the Hasidic Torah, that of a God who is emotionally alive, a, a, a spiritually, emotionally reachable, affected by us in deep relationship, whereas the Rambam's God is very dist distant through this negative theology of not having Mido we can relate to or even speak about. Am I understanding that correctly? Or uh, 
listen, my Rebbe, my Rebbe only teaches uh, like first generations of Hasidus. In other words, he generally does not go past the Mitzvah Rebbe of Chabad. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm totally affected by that. If you read in Chabad, Chabad is, um, I would say, not, not like you've just described. And if you read in uh, the Magid and in the Balshemtov, I think you'll you'll see that that it that it's not like that. That those that those teachers were uh, Kabbalists who, like the Ari himself, uh, allowed themselves to speak in images with a fundamental understanding that um, it has to be shot through with understanding that this is a, this is a code. And, and, to, and to take descriptions of the divine in a human understanding is, uh, is a woeful mistake. Yeah. Yeah. That, Not everyone agrees with that, but uh, that's, uh, that's my perspective and uh, that is a, that's a constant goal of mine. That, okay, everything is symbolic, it's representational. Even going back to the Otio, the letters of Torah, that they themselves are not absolute, they're vehicles, they're channels uh, towards a, a, right. deeper, a deeper hidden truth, right? Right, right, right. Beautiful. Like, you, like you'll see, for example, in Sefer Apardes, where he has, a whole, he has a whole section on the letters, which is almost at the very end of the entire Sefer. Uh, and he says, Otiot are hechalot for ruchaniyot. And of course, you know, that's simply, that's the first step in. Mm -hmm. Just like he'll say about Svirot, there is no such thing as an absolute Svira. Every Svira is in relation to, it is just like we say, you know, for the um, Svirsa Omer, there's a Gevur Shebechesed, he'll say in truth, you know, there are many, many, many uh, layers, always virtually infinite layers of how all of the Svirot are affecting all of the Svirot constantly that there is no such thing as an absolute like this or like that things are uh, simply not that not that simple beautiful and so what this can do among many other things is uh inspire a uh, sense of mystery and wonder and ultimately humility for what we know and what yes. we don't know uh, absolutely Okay, Shkoyach, thank you, Rav Dova, Lehman, and Hevra. Invite, in, uh, encourage you to, to go, check, go uh, learn at Pardes and learn, uh, learn Safrut, learn scribal art with... Uh, or online. Or online. Ah, oh, beautiful. Okay, cool. I have some students.